This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to Clued In with Lou Carbone, a thought-provoking opportunity to expand your perspectives and advance the impact you can make in the CX, EX, and patient experience space. Lou's undeniable combination of the depth of experience and knowledge in this space is unparalleled. As a driver inside organizations as well as consulting, Lou offers distinctive thought stimulation, is a dedicated mentor and teacher. listening to Clued In today. I hope you enjoy this episode entitled A Time for CX Self-Reflection. I recently participated in a live webinar with Colin Shaw and Joe Pine, two very well-respected long-term friends in the world of customer experience, in the world of experience management, uh, very proud to participate in a webinar that we did on the eve of Customer Experience Day that was entitled, Is CX Dying? I think it's a very critical time for practitioners, organizations serving companies and companies to think about where we are in the world of CX and what becomes quite critical is the really sporadic growth bursts and splinters that have been created in the world of a CX. And my view of where we are in the world of CX is, is very, very critical for, I think, all of us to examine because a number of other areas that deal with experience have popped up all over the place, all the way to uh, patient experience, uh, employee experience. And I think it's time for us to begin to realize that experience is a base element of life, that daily life is comprised of multiple experiences, some experiences that we have in with individuals that are within our life and experiences with organizations and companies. I believe that our understanding of what customer experience is, is definitely on a product life cycle maturity curve. And that curve really begins with sort of the introduction uh, rising to uh, adoption and then a decline that leads to a period of time where we reach a sigmoid curve, an S-curve, which means that an area or a product or an offering has reached a point where it is really saturated and there's a need for innovation, a need for rethinking where that movement 
uh, is or where that product is. And it's a product life cycle, but it's also a movement life cycle. It's a life cycle that we live through as human beings. It's a very natural thing to see something begin to age and the need for something disruptive to take place in the sigmoid curve or S-curve that takes off somewhere as saturation is reached, how do we move beyond that? So I would like this podcast to literally be a opportunity to self-examine where you may be, where your organization may be in this life cycle, and what is the S-curve that is coming in terms of experience management? Uh, Is it the consolidation of all of these different X's into a philosophical, methodological perspective? Uh, Is it a move away from organizations and people that have slapped customer experience on very traditional practices that were transferred from the industrial age into the age of the experience economy as articulated by many, including Joe Pine and Jim Gilmore? So what I believe is that organizations are caught in one of three categories. I think practitioners are also caught in one of those three categories. The first category is that of breaking break fix. Fixing broken things and becoming less bad in terms of an experience, whether it's for an employee, whether it's for a customer, whether it's for a patient, Uh, whether it's for an entire um, experience. The second category in my eyes is literally improving that experience. How do we make the experience better? And actually, you know, kind of rise a little bit above commoditization, but it's still highly commoditized that organizations are really not thinking in terms of being disruptive. The third element to me is experience management and experience value creation in terms of breaking through, creating disruption or transformation. And often we look to the Amazons of the world, the Apples of the world that have disrupted industries and have looked at industries in a different way. And often what I hear is, well, that's fine because that was a startup uh, and it's easy to start with a blank piece of paper. But I would point out that there are several organizations that have really reinvented what they do and disrupted the marketplace as it had existed. One of those, for example, is American Express, which was really a financial services giant that goes back into the 1800s that had uh, an emphasis on express mail and uh, transferring uh, very, it was similar to a Wells Fargo, if you will, that moved vegetables, stock, currency from New York to other states. And then they added money orders and traveler's checks to its portfolio 
And then in the 1900s, American Express started to become best known for offering charge cards and extending credit to customers and businesses. And uh, in 2019, the company actually had more than 110 million credit cards in use, with about 55 million of those being here in the United States. When we look at uh, other companies, Western Union uh, is another organization that, that really transformed itself from being in uh, the telegraph business, that their first message was sent from Baltimore to Washington, D.C. in the 1800s, and they introduced the world of long-distance communication. Entrepreneurs rushed to capitalize on this technology. And uh, one of those fledgling telegraph companies uh, literally was founded uh, in 1851, and they, and they merged uh, with other networks and changed its name to Western Union. But at its uh, peak of popularity, uh, they sent out more than 20 million telegrams somewhere around the 1920s. And, and that business declined on the advent of uh, cheaper long-distance service, and it was truly finished off with the Internet and email. Uh, but what they did is transform themselves into a wire money transfer business. They introduced fax services. They introduced a number of different things. And today, it's the largest money transfer service with almost, almost a half a million agent locations in 200 countries. And it actually sent its last telegram in 2006. Another organization that transformed itself that many are not probably familiar with is WePro, which is now one of the world's largest, most successful IT services companies, known as the uh, IBM of India. It has almost 145,000 global employees uh, that serve almost 900 clients in 61 countries. It has billions of dollars of revenue. And WePro is really short for Western India Vegetable Products uh, because it actually began selling vegetable oil to Indian housewives. But over two decades from the 1940s, the company really diversified itself and moved from uh, selling vegetable oil to detergents and talcum powder. But it wasn't until uh, 1966, that WePro became and began to expand into IT, and it moved its headquarters uh, to Bangalore, India's really, where, where India's technology industry is focused somewhere in the 1980s. It began building PCs and designing enterprise software, and today, more than half of its $6.9 billion in revenue comes from the U.S., where it has outsourced research and development and IT consulting for many organizations. It also still sells toiletries and other consumer goods under a corporate subsidiary. So it is possible for an existing organization rather than a startup to create distinctive economic value and move uh, beyond where 
we see an organization having resided and dominated a particular area. So it's my firm belief that where we are in the evolution on the life cycle of customer experience, we must begin to look further. We have to be able to think beyond the limitations of doing what we've always done. And how do we even in the world of a customer experience, how do we think about transforming the work that we do to move beyond what is everyday uh, old industrial techniques of staying in the world of fixing broken things and improving, quote, the quality? How do we begin to create disruptive economic value? So back in uh, 1675, Isaac Newton wrote a letter to a fellow scientist that was Robert Hobbes. And he said, if I have seen further, it is by standing on the shoulders of giants. And I think that we must begin to look at where we are, stand on the shoulders of where we are today and look forward. We need to look at the world and we need to look at new thoughts, new ideas, people that think differently than the majority of people. There is a famous advertisement that Apple ran that was narrated by Steve Jobs that was called Think Different. And it really called out the oddballs of people that thought about things differently than we do. Einstein, all of the individuals that thought differently about the world. So today, we need to think about customer experience differently than we have in the past. There was a author from the UK, Charles Handy, who wrote that influence is the process whereby someone seeks to modify attitudes or behavior. It is absolutely critical. I hear so much talk about, uh, there are even people that are attacking influencers or thought leaders and are trying to create thought leadership themselves by attacking thought leadership. There are people who are looking at the world that we live in and are beginning to feel that this fragmentation versus standing on the shoulders of others and that there's this intellectual violence that exists within the system versus working collectively as a group. It's a group of individuals. My call is that we work together. Life can only be understood backwards, but you have to live it forward. You can't only do that by stepping into uncertainty and by trying within this uncertainty. Charles Handy said that. Charles Handy was a business 
career, had a business career that started in marketing at Shell International. And he left Shell Tech uh, to go to the London Business School somewhere around 1962 and spent a year at MIT in Boston uh, teaching and tracking businesses. This idea of the sigmoid curve, also called an S-curve, is something that is so critical and is really a living expression to go through. It applies to business. It applies to the cycle of learning, of growth, of decline. Without innovation, fresh ideas, and the ability to change your business, you will go into a decline and disappear. And unless organizations and people practicing customer experience begin to think differently, to stand on the shoulders of others, to stand on the shoulders of other organizations and look at new tools, new ways of advancing the impact and leveraging the science of experience management to create economic results. So when we look at the movement on this S-curve, Peter Senji, in a book that he wrote back almost 20 years ago, talks about the creative tension that exists in leaving those things that we are comfortable with to new ideas, new paradigms, new approaches, and innovation in moving out of a product life cycle decline or saturation. It's time for us to begin to think about where we are on that product life cycle and how we continue to create extraordinary value in the marketplace and for the people that are customers of organizations and the people that are in the organizations and the organizations themselves and their stakeholders. Being less bad is not enough. Improving the experience is good, but not enough. Transforming the value that experiences create that becomes so critical to people's lives that they would mourn the loss of an experience that is provided by an organization is so critical. It is human nature. If certain people in our lives passed away that actually create this feeling, this emotional connection, this emotional support, this emotional bond, we mourn their loss. A little Chinese restaurant that has been in our neighborhood for almost 40 years. Recently, the owner retired. This little Chinese restaurant provided an incredible takeout opportunity for the community. It fulfilled my need to go back in time 
to Chinese food as I remember it as a child. The emotional connection, the mastery of various senses as this dish of ancient chow mein that is not nouveau chow mein, chow mein fulfilled a certain emotional need. If you don't know how to create that emotional need and do not begin to work toward understanding emotional needs of existing experiences and understand how to codify those and keep them relevant, or how do you create distinctive economic value in the marketplace? If you're not doing those things and understanding the base emotions that are fulfilled, you will be tackled. You will be a victim of the experience, customer experience, quote, product life cycle. It's an experiential life cycle that is challenged because what we're working at is homogeneity of experience versus the true depth of knowledge of experiences. We're working at a superficial level of literally not understanding how our customers think, but what our customers think, what we do wrong for them, what we do right, and we're skimming the surface of understanding the depth and breadth of the experience. We view it as a process. We even look at a uh, often journey mapping as a linear process. And experiences have a perception, the actual experience, the residual effect of the experience, and that happening again. It's cycles. It's actually an experience ribbon with deep breath in terms of sensory elements of that experience, emotional elements of that experience. And if all we're dealing with is opinion and complaints, we are in trouble. With that, I would like to say thank you from the bottom of my heart today. May all of your experiences be exceptional, memorable, and positive, and I wish you the very best. This is Lou Carbone saying thank you and good day. And please take the time to reflect where we are in this life cycle of the experience of managing experiences, think about, is CX dying? There's no way, experiences cannot die. Take your time to think about where you are on this continuum of the life cycle of working with experience management. Again, Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Clued In with Lou Carbone. 
If the advancement of the practice of experience management is financial and emotional impact drives you, please reach out to Lou on LinkedIn or visit experienceengineering.com or email us at info at expeng.com. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.